Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. Two nine ESPN Missoula. Maybe you're watching statewide television on SWX Montana Television. I am Coulter Nuanez. This is Nuanez Now, your one-stop shop for all things sports. Right here on 1029 ESPN Missoula, each and every weekday from 4 to 6 p.m. Got a lot to get to, as we always do. I am sitting at Idaho Central Arena in downtown Boise, Idaho, watching the third of three Big Sky Conference games for the opening round of the men's basketball tournament. The University of Montana is taking on the Idaho Vandals. About two minutes to go here in the first half. The Grizz lead Idaho 33-25. Grizz got off to a really slow start. They were down 11-2 in this game, but they answered with a 14-3 run, and they've been in control ever since. So Montana, the sixth seed, taking on the number 11 seeded Vandals with the right to advance to the quarterfinals, which will play out tomorrow. Earlier on in the day, the action got going at 9 o'clock in the morning uh, with... Uh, Northern Colorado and Sacramento State, the number nine and number eight teams, respectively, in the tournament. And Bodie Hume, he went off. He had seven three-pointers. He had 30 points for Northern Colorado. And they went a really entertaining first game, 90-83. to The second game, a whole bunch of hot shooting, but for maybe a team that you didn't expect, Northern Arizona lit it up. They hit nine of their first ten three-point shots, knocked down 12 of 16 from deep overall, and they beat Portland State 77-66. That's the 10 seed moving into the quarterfinals. So right now, what we know the quarterfinals will include 
Number four, Idaho State, and number five, Montana State. That's the two teams that got buys that will play their first games of the tournament tomorrow. Northern Colorado advances to take on Southern Utah and NAU through to take on Eastern Washington. The winner of this Idaho versus Montana game, they will move on to take on Weber State. We're going to talk all about this men's tournament with Brooks Nuanez here uh, shortly, just handicapping the field and, and giving you a sort of a preview for what might occur here the next couple days in Boise. We also got some uh, recaps from the women's tournament as well. The women's tournament into the semifinals after yesterday's great action. Now, the nightcap last night, Montana State, they come away with a victory over Sacramento State, so they avoid the upset bid, and they're into the semifinals. So the women's tournament, it's chalk. It's Idaho State versus Northern Colorado. That's the top-seeded Bengals versus the four-seeded Bears. And then the number two Idaho Vandals will play number three Montana State, a much-anticipated matchup on the women's side. That was supposed to be the championship game a year ago. It got called off for all the reasons you already know why. And uh, then it was supposed to be a great matchup this year as well. And those games also got called off. So these two teams are waiting a really, really long time to play. And so it'll be fun to see Montana State versus Idaho later on tonight. So this is a long day of basketball here. We've been grinding through it, but it's been pretty fun already. Uh, five games on this Wednesday, count them five. 9 a.m. the first tip, 9 p.m. the last tip. I've never seen that in a tournament format. But we got a little bit more cushion between games here at Idaho Central Arena because they got to clear out the arena. They got to sanitize everything. You know the drill. <laughs> everything else is weird and different, but we're doing it. We're getting through. I'm sitting up here on the third floor and I'm enjoying myself tremendously. We're going to talk all sorts of Big Sky Conference tournament, of course. And uh, hear from Brooks Nuanas from Skyline Sports to preview this men's tournament a little bit further here in just a moment. We also have some other great interviews and guests for you today. Lindsey Woolley, he's a Missoula Big Sky native. Excuse me, a Missoula Big Sky alum, a Missoula native. And he's the head coach for the Montana Western women's basketball team. They are the reigning national champions because the NAIA national tournament got called off a year ago as well. So the Montana Western women, they have not yet been dethroned from their national championship crown. And uh, they will have a chance to defend that title this weekend. They go to Lewiston, Idaho to play in the NAIA National Tournament. They are a two seed. And uh, so we'll, we'll get to Coach Woolley here about 4.30. We're also going to give you a roundup of everything that's going on in state basketball. We recapped the state A tournaments yesterday. Well, Class AA, Class B, and Class C all get underway here uh, this weekend as well. So we'll give you a, a look at the state tournament fields on both the boys and girls side for all the classifications in Montana. Hour number two, it is a Wednesday, so that means we have our ESPN roundtable presented by Paradise Falls of Missoula. Sam McCollum, he, you might know him if you do, you definitely remember him. You might not know him, though, as well. And if you don't know, you should know because Sam McCollum is a great figure in the history of the state of Montana, a great figure in the history of Montana State football. Sam McCollum played for the Bobcat football team in the early 1970s. He was an all-big sky receiver. He's a native of Kalispell, Montana. Actually, he's a native of Macomb, Mississippi. But he went to high school in Kalispell, Montana. And uh, he went on to play in the NFL for 10 years, playing the Super Bowl for the Minnesota Vikings. He caught the first touchdown in the history of the Seattle Seahawks franchise. And after his 10-year career was over, then he went on to become a NFL trustee, and he's worked fighting for retirement rights and benefits and a variety of other things for retired NFL players for quite some time. And uh, that's a really, uh, it's a really cool story, really good position. So Sam McCollum joins us for our ESPN Roundtable. We also have another Grizz Greats, another Grizz Greats episode excerpt. Grizz Greats, the silver anniversary of the 1995 National Champions, a 25-part podcast series 
recapping the University of Montana's first ever run to the Division I AA national title 25 years ago. And Randy Riley, he's a native of Butte, Montana, a defensive end on that 1995 Grizz team. We will share a portion of that podcast interview. You're listening in to Nuanez now, and we are broadcasting from Boise, Idaho. We do this each and every year, our tournament takeover, and uh, we really got to thank all of our great sponsors for making sure we got down here to Boise. If you want to listen anywhere uh, on your mobile devices, your cell phone, your tablet, anything like that, all you have to do is go to our website. You can go to 1029ESPN.com, click on the Listen Live tab. There you'll find the stream. The stream is presented by Opportunity Bank of Montana Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. If you want to give us a call, shoot us a text, you want to ask how things are going in Boise, you got any questions, anything like that, or if you want to win any of our great prizes, which we do have some good ones coming up. It is a Wednesday. We're not going to do any trivia for Wing It Wednesday, but we do have a dozen wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill for you here. I don't know, about 45 minutes, so you better stay tuned in. But 361-3688, 406-361-3688. That's how you're going to get a hold of us. That's how you're going to win those wings. So keep that number in mind. All guests join us via the Rangich Brothers RV phone line. Once again, thanks to all of our great sponsors for getting us to Boise, including Carl Tyler Express Loop. Carl Tyler Express Loop, multiple locations in Missoula and one in Hamilton as well. Go to ktexpressloop.com to find out more if you need your oil changed in quick fashion. I know everybody out there is busy swinging to a Carl Tyler Express Lube today. Brooks Nuana has joined me a little bit before this Grizz game got underway to handicap this men's basketball tournament. And by the way, we are at halftime. University of Montana men's basketball team leads Idaho 38-30. to So a slow start for the Grizz, but they got it back on track. Some sweet shooting by Josh Vasquez there in the middle portion of the second half. He's got 11 points. He hit three three-pointers. He leads all scorers with those 11 points. Josh Bannon's been good as well, the true freshman for Montana. He has eight points as well, and he's had his way in the paint. So Montana shakes off a slow start. They take an eight-point lead into halftime. Here's more on this men's basketball tournament. We're back in Nuanas now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, maybe statewide, SWX Montana Television. If you don't see anybody in the studio, it's because we are not there. We are broadcasting to you live from Idaho Central Arena here in downtown Boise, Idaho. It is the Big Sky Conference basketball tournaments. The women's tournament already into the semifinals. The men's tournament underway today. I started early this morning. We already have two games in the books. We're recording this right now as the Grizz, the Montana men's basketball team, is warming up their they're preparing to play Idaho. We'll have live updates for you from that game throughout the show today. Uh, but before that, let's take a look at just a couple of the scores that have already occurred during today's action. This morning, Northern Colorado, they looked really darn good. They were on fire from three. They hit 13 three-pointers. Bodie Hume, 30 points. A 90-83 win over Sacramento State. That's the number eight seed versus the number nine seed. So Northern Colorado moves on to play the top seed in Southern Utah. And in the second first round game of the day, another great shooting performance, this time by Northern Arizona. NAU was 12-16 from beyond the three-point line. They hit their first seven triples, and they also were nine of 10 at one point from downtown. Luka Dolovich had 26 points, a career high. He was 7 of 10 from deep, and NAU cruises to a 77-66 victory. The third and final first-round game today features the number six-seeded Montana Grizzlies versus the number 11-seeded Idaho Vandals. 
again, we'll keep you updated on the live scores as that plays out. I'm here with Brooks Nuanas from SkylineSportsMT.com, also the official photographer for the Big Sky Conference. So if you want to follow Brooks's great work, you can find it on SkylineSportsMT.com or on pretty much any athletic department website from throughout the Big Sky. Or you can follow him on Twitter as well, at Brooks Nuanas. He posts galleries and great photos on there each and every day. Uh, Brooks, I'll start the first game. Pretty darn entertaining affair. Uh, North Carolina looked a lot better in the eight seed this morning. They looked pretty darn efficient offensively. Yeah, they were really impressive. Uh, I thought it was one of the most interesting offensive games I've watched all year. Uh, a game that got into the 90s for the winner, um, the high 80s uh, for the for the losing Sacramento State Hornets, uh, but only four fast break points for each team. So eight total fast break points. There was a ton of shots made in that game. At one point, they had made 18 of 26 threes. I think it finished 18 of 30 for the game between the two teams. Um, that's in the you know mid 60% from three. A lot of shots were falling. Both teams looked actually pretty impressive. Both teams better than what I thought was in the second game of Northern Arizona versus Portland State. So Sacramento State falls, uh, but I thought, you know, Northern Colorado played really well, and Bodie Hume was so far the star of the tournament. Uh, not only did he have 30 points, but he had eight rebounds and three huge blocks, including one that really did seal the game. Um, so not known for his defense and sometimes not necessarily a liability, but does get, you know, People go after him a little bit. Uh, he was huge on the defensive end, both rebounding and a couple block shots there. So Bodie Hume so far the star of the tournament. It's interesting, too, with all these cancellations. Basically, this first day of men's basketball action features three different games in which the teams did not play in the regular season. So Portland State had not played Sac State. That was the first time they'd seen each other. Northern Arizona and Portland State had not played. You wonder, just based on the matchups, maybe the teams that won those games, maybe they sweep those series and it boosts their seedings. Or maybe with all the cancellations, you just don't know who got to play who. Sac State ended up only playing uh, 14 league games, 13 league games, excuse me, but they had to play all the best teams and they didn't get to play a lot of the other teams. So you just wonder if maybe the seeding was completely flawed. Same with Northern Colorado. I think Northern Colorado is better than an eight seed. Who are they better than that's ahead of them? I don't know because everybody went through this exact same circumstance, but some teams had to play all the top teams, some teams did not. So we'll see. I think we're going to see a lot more upsets than maybe people think. NAU, same thing. They only won four league games this entire year, but they just took it to Portland State. I mean, it was really no contest. And he was up 22 points within, I, I guess they were up 25 at one point with, I think, 13 and a half minutes to go in the game. And you were saying, Briggs, we should just have a mercy rule. We're up 25 with less than 10 minutes to go. You should just call it. We should just move on to the next round. But regardless, um, NAU was uh, a work in progress all year, and uh, that was a good win for NAU. And now we're going to see a Montana team that has not played Idaho yet this year as well. And then that sets up some interesting quarterfinals as well, because Northern Colorado and Southern Utah did not play during the regular season. Montana State and Idaho State didn't play during the regular season. So we have a whole bunch of, of foreign opponents. And NAU and Eastern only played once. It was the only rescheduling that occurred during Big Sky Conference play because they were supposed to play the very first weekend of league season. And because it was in December, they actually let them reschedule. It was the only league games that were rescheduled so far uh, this year. Let's talk about this Grizz game real quick before we get into some of the t uh, games in the quarterfinals. Again, we will give you live updates of what's going on in this game because as we are recording here, uh, we're not quite live on the air, but we will uh, we'll keep you apprised of what's going on with this Montana men's basketball game. But, Brooks, they have not played Idaho. Idaho's a one-win team. And uh, there's just the Grizz right now are among the talking points of the tournament. Everybody's talking about Montana. Why is Montana down this year? Why are they playing in the first round? But can they sneak by Idaho? Can they get that matchup that everybody wants to see with Weber State? 
your thoughts just on Montana coming into this game? And, I mean, I guess there's two sides of this thing. Can Montana make a run or not? I guess it's, it's pretty a cut-and-dry scenario. I think that that is exactly right. The scenario goes is they can either make a run or not. But I think there's two different ways that this first game goes. Is the draw against Idaho, the worst team in the league, a one-win team, could be a jumping-off point for Montana to get some momentum, play really well, uh, get some offense going, which has been a struggle at times for this Montana team, and against the Idaho team that has four seniors and has some size. So in some ways, we look at it as kind of a bad draw. Don't want to get stuck in the mud against a team like this and then have to stumble into the second round. But it also is a draw that could get you some momentum. So I think both of those could play out. I like the Grizz to win this game. I I don't know how handedly, um, but, you know, I think that they'll take care of business and then go into that second round against a Weber team that they did beat once and with a really good defensive performance, which is, you know, as Travis Takir has said all year and throughout his entire tenure at Montana is the way that he likes to win uh, basketball games on the defensive end. Nuana is now at the Big Sky Conference tournaments, men's and women's basketball tournaments. The semifinals for the women's tournaments will take place tonight. Montana State is in one of those semifinals. They will take on Idaho in the first of two semis. And then the second semifinal, actually, excuse me, the Cats are the late game at 9 p.m. tonight uh, against Idaho. Uh, The other semifinal features top-seeded Idaho State taking on Northern Colorado. Uh, UNC squeezed by Southern Utah yesterday to get into the quarterfinals. And Idaho State, they cruised past Portland State to get into the semis as well. So uh, pretty much chalk, actually exactly chalk, on the women's tournament so far. And we'll keep you apprised of what's going on in the, um, on that side of the uh, the tournament as well from here in Boise. Well, Brooks, let's talk about the men's tournament. By the way, it is Nuanez now, 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Or maybe you're listening live at 102.9 ESPN.com. If you are, we appreciate that. Let's look at the men's tournament. I think that we're pretty certain that uh, the Grizz are going to win this game against Idaho. So that means the quarterfinals are going to include Southern Utah versus Northern Colorado, uh, Eastern Washington versus NAU, Weber State versus Montana, and Idaho State versus Montana State. A lot of usual suspects there. Let's just talk about matchups and possibilities for winning this tournament. First of all, top seeded Southern Utah. They are the regular season champions. They are the number one seed in this tournament. Uh, yet, they played a more unbalanced schedule than anybody. They only they played 22 games. 14 of them were at home, so they only played on the road a couple times. They had some COVID cancellations against some of the better teams in the league. So the top seeded Thunderbirds will take on Northern Colorado tomorrow, and then if they get past that, they'll take on the winner of the Idaho State Montana State games. That seems like pretty good draws for Southern Utah. Uh, and then if they the seeds were to hold, they'd get either Eastern Washington or Weber State in the championship game. So what, what do you think of Southern Utah's draw? Who's the best and worst matchups for on this path for Southern Utah if they are to make it to and they are to win the championship? Well, I think that that first matchup would be the worst as far as Northern Colorado. Just because Northern Colorado is a is a tournament-style team that can really get hot and win it. They shoot a lot of threes. They chase you off the three-point line defensively. If they shoot the ball like they did today, they're almost unbeatable as far as they might be the best three-point shooting team in the league with one of the three best three-point shooters in Bodie Hume. So I think the, if Southern Utah gets past Northern Colorado, I like them in that in, their, in the following matchup between uh, the Idaho State-Montana State game. I think they match up well against both of those teams. So I think off the top, I think it's actually an interesting matchup. But I, I think it'll be maybe one of the games of the tournament as far as if Northern Colorado can keep stay hot. It'll be interesting to see Southern Utah get challenged, especially after you know a big win for Northern Colorado in the first round. 
East Washington, the two seed. They had the inside track for the Big Sky Conference Championship, but then they stubbed their toe against Idaho State, and that cost them. So they come into this tournament with the two seed, and uh, now they get a upstart NAU team that won their first conference tournament game since 2015. NAU hit 12 three-pointers against Portland State. And uh, so Eastern Washington gets the 10 seed, probably going to roll past the uh, Northern Arizona Lumberjacks. Uh, but then on the other side, then, they, then it'll be, basically be the winner of probably uh, Montana versus Weber State. So what do you think of the draw Eastern's got? Yeah, I like that draw. I mean, I think Eastern is one of the best teams in the league. I mean, I've said it consistently. I think they're the best all-round team. Um, they, they have a... Ways that you can beat them, I, in a, some you know if they sh- if they don't shoot the three well because they're a high scoring team they don't defend amazingly well even though they have the defensive player of the of the, of the year in Kim Aiken. Uh, Eastern can play defense, but they mostly like to get in shootouts and kind of run the ball up and down. So if they don't shoot it well, there is a kind of a scenario where you can beat Eastern. Um, but that NAU matchup, they definitely have are going to be the favorites in that. Today, Cam Shelton really did not play well for NAU. First team out league, the leading scorer in the Big Sky Conference. I think he finished with four points in the game. Um, he really struggled early and often. Had two fouls early. Never could get it going. I mean, he was standing at the free throw line three straight times with one point, missed all, all three free throws. Um, so if it if NAU wants to have a chance, they definitely have to get Kim Shelton going, one of the best players in the league. And then that next matchup would be an interesting one. I think it would probably be you know, the semifinal matchup that we all look forward to in these kinds of tournaments, um, Eastern Washington versus Montana or Weber, uh, both considered rivals regionally as well as historically. Uh, both have played pretty you know, pretty tough this season. At Eastern, they really handled Montana quite a few, both, both times um, in both matchups this season. So I think Eastern has a the better draw as far as that goes. We'll see how Southern Utah talk and handle Northern Colorado, but Eastern looks like they have a better path to the finals as far as how they match up with those next two opponents. And then the one that a lot of our listeners are going to want to hear about is assuming Montana does take care of business against Idaho and they'll play Weber State. And we, I, Montana has been the kryptonite for Randy Ray during his, Mont, uh, during his Weber State tenure. He has consistently struggled to beat Montana in Missoula. He's consistently struggled to beat Montana in the tournament. That said, and, and that narrative was reinforced this year when Weber State comes to Missoula and they lose 80-67, to 67, uh, but then Weber State turns around and, get, and earns the split. But, I mean, do you buy the narrative that uh, Montana is the, the worst opponent that Weber might be able to, to find in its way on the way to the, the Final Four and beyond of this tournament? Well, I agree with the narrative as far as just because it has played out. There is some truth to it. Randy Ray and Travis DeKeer have had battles, and Travis has really had the upper hand through you know most of his tenure at Montana. But overall, I think Weber State is a much more talented team. We've talked about it extensively. The Grizz at times have shown flashes. They've, that Weber State game that they won in Missoula was a defensive performance, uh, probably their best of the season. Uh, but overall, I think that you know Weber State has – seven to eight players that really can get up and down and, and, and play at a high pace as well as play as a unit. Uh, Montana's more looking at kind of the, the big three and then some freshmen that sprinkled in. Um, a little bit of inexperience, especially in the tournament setting. I like Weber State in that matchup, though I think it really would be interesting from a coaching perspective as well as the classic rivalry perspective that we all have watched those, those two teams battle year in, year out in championship games, during the regular season, throughout the tournament play. Uh, it really is kind of a historic matchup as far as it's one that we all look forward to seeing if it, if it does play out for Montana to beat Idaho today. And we got to talk about the Bobcats, Montana State, Idaho State, the fourth and fifth teams. They have not played yet this season as well. Uh, and so and that's an interesting one as, as well because you got contrasting styles. Um, 
with Idaho State, they like to dominate the rebounding margin. They like to play a lot of different styles of defense. They have a lot of bigs that are athletic. And Montana State, they like to get up and down. They have one of the most explosive backcourts in the league. But it seems that the Cats, they need their big three, Xavier Bishop, Amin Adamu, and Jabril Bello, to play well simultaneously to, for them to be good. When those guys do play well simultaneously, Montana State is very good. But sometimes those guys have a hard time getting on track, the three of them together. So to me, if the Cats want to make a run, it just starts and ends with their three all-league players, Amin Adamu, Xavier Bishop, and Jabril Bello. I absolutely agree with you as far as the big three. Those big three definitely, when they play well together, they're a very, very good team. The thing is that I've seen them play pretty well when one of the guards, Amin usually has, Amin Adamu usually has quite a bit of energy. Xavier Bishop, if he doesn't find his shot, he still can create. For me, the X factor is the big man in Jabril Bello. If he has, if he can find his wind, has pace, uses his explosiveness, he's a really, really tough matchup. We saw it last week against Sacramento State where he scored a career-high 32 points. That is, to me, the X factor is a guy, if he stays out of foul trouble, he gets up and down, plays a little bit of defense. Jabril Bello really is an all-league style player, maybe one of the ten best players in the league. Uh, you know, He's got that nod twice in a row now um, as an all-conference style player. He is the X factor for me as far as Montana State coming out with a win. So Utah wins this tournament if, I'm saying so Utah wins this tournament if, they can handle the pressure of being the number one seed. I think Southern Utah has the most dogs on the team on their team of anybody in the league. I think they're the most competitive, the most energetic, the most athletic team. And I, I don't think they're a fluke. I voted them number two in my preseason poll. I think they're just damn good. So I think Southern Utah can win this tournament if they can handle the pressure. Southern Utah can win this tournament if. Southern Utah wins this tournament if they shoot the three-point shot at a normal clip. It doesn't have to be extraordinary. It just They just can't go 1 of 18 like we just saw Portland State go. Eastern Washington can win this tournament if I think Eastern Washington is going to have a chip on their shoulders. They have never been able to actually make a run in this tournament when they've been the number one seed. They made the championship as the two and three seeds multiple times. Last year they were the one seed. The whole thing gets called out before they get to play. Now they had a chance to be the one seed. They don't get it. So now they're back to being the two seed. Uh, but their path is paved with uh, a lot of familiar um, obstacles. I actually think the worst matchup in the tournament for Eastern is Weber. Because I think Weber has a lot of athleticism and depth. Uh, and I also think that Weber can bang with... Eastern Washington on the block. Eastern has one of the best front courts in the league with Kim Aiken Jr. and Tanner Groves, the MVP of the league. But Weber can offset that. And so I think that semifinal, that was a potential semifinal between those two teams, could be the the, uh, the game of the tournament. But Eastern Washington wins this tournament if. If they're dominant post play continues. I think that the best duo in the league is Tanner Groves and Kim Aiken Jr. Uh, they play a little bit inside out. Kim Aiken is such an uh, impressive stretch forward who can hit threes, but he can also play bully ball on both sides of the ball. Um, Eastern Washington wins if their big men show up. Nuanas now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, statewide SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas, Brooks Nuanas joining me. A couple more for you, Brooks. Weaver State wins this tournament if. Weber State wins this tournament if they get the right matchup and if they play as a team. They have, I think, seven transfers on their team, four coming from you know the mid-major to high-major college basketball. Uh, that is a team that has not experienced a neutral site tournament in the big side conference. If they play as a team, Weber State can win the tournament. Idaho State wins this tournament if. I think Idaho State, they have the formula. They have the most defined formula of the top five or six teams. If Idaho State beats you on the boards by seven to ten, 
then that's going to create everything that they want. That means they're getting the stops they need and the extra possessions that they want. So I think it all comes down to rebounding. They have some of the most impressive rebounders in the league. Um, I, I think that they maybe are the, the most unknown contender because they didn't play a lot of the top teams, but Idaho State wins this tournament if. Agreed. Idaho State wins the tournament if they control the battle of the boards. Uh, young coach and Ryan Looney inexperienced in the tournament. We'll see if he can put it together, but Idaho State is a little bit like Portland State. It's kind of feast or famine um, and when it comes to tournament time. If they bring the energy and they rebound, which what that's what rebounding is all about, Idaho State has a chance. Montana State wins this tournament if Idaho State wins this tournament. Montana State. Montana State wins this tournament if their big three shows up. Xavier Bishop, I, I called Jabril Bell the X-Factor. They've won when Xavier Bishop has scored his, his average of 15-plus. If Xavier Bishop gets going, they're tough to stop. I think Bellows the X-Factor, but they they have a chance in the tournament if Bishop can, can get going offensively. Does Northern Colorado have a chance to win this tournament? Yes. I agree. I think if they got red hot, they could win this tournament because they can shoot. They got big guys, and I think that they are they're way more talented than a normal eight seed. Okay, last one. Can the Montana Grizzlies win this tournament? If so, how? Travis Secure. That's it. Travis Secure is proven. He's the, he was the king of King of Reno, king of Boise at times. Uh, he, he's really played well in these neutral sites. Uh, Travis Secure is one of the best coaches in the league in the last twenty years. And, uh, you know, he'll coach his pants. He'll coach the pants off this team, no matter what. If they go down in a, in a ball of glory, or if, or if they go down swinging, uh, he's going to coach the pants off this team. And I think that that's a really important factor when it comes to tournament time. Brooks Nuanas, Coulter Nuanas, Big Sky Conference Tournament. You're listening to Nuanas now, 102.9 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide SWX Montana Television. Thanks to, thanks to all of our great sponsors for getting us down to Boise, including Stockman Bank. Stockman Bank, Montana's brand of banking. Stockman Bank has 36 locations around the state of Montana. They are in Montana. They're run by Montanans. They don't plan on doing anything else. They don't plan on being anywhere else. Go check out a Stockman Bank. They can take care of you no matter what your banking needs are, commercial, real estate, residential, personal, whatever you need, Stockman Bank of Montana. Got you covered. Let Stockman Bank show you Montana's brand of banking. Stockman Bank, member FDIC. There you go. Brooks Nuana, SkylineSportsMT.com. He's, uh, I can see him right now down on the court. He is posing a basketball to take a great shot. This will be pretty sweet once he gets this all taken care of. But we are in a timeout here at Idaho Central Arena. University of Montana playing Idaho. Grizz are clinging to a 42-36 lead. 15 minutes and 14 seconds left in this one, so we'll keep you up to date on what's going down with the Grizz basketball game, the six-seeded Montana Grizzlies versus the number 11 seed Idaho Vandals in the final first-round game of the Big Sky Conference men's tournament. I am Coulter Nuanez. You are listening to Nuanez now on 1029 ESPN Missoula. Well, statewide SWX Montana Television. We are here in Boise, and uh, it's been a really fun week so far. It's only going to get more fun as the action gets heated up with the women's semifinals tonight, the men's quarterfinals tomorrow, women's championship on Friday, and the men's championship on Saturday. So we'll keep you up to date with all the action here in Boise. Thanks so much to all of our great sponsors for sending us here, including Aspen Sound in Missoula. Aspen Sound in Missoula, they want to get your car all ready for summer, whether it's a stereo, window tinting, whatever you might need, Aspen Sound can pimp your car out and make you look nice and make you feel good as summer fast approaches. So go check out Aspen Sound, 1300 West Broadway in Missoula. 
we got to get out because Lindsey Woolley is going to join us. It's our Garden City Spotlight. He's the head coach of the Montana Western women's basketball team. They take a number two seed into the NAIA National Tournament later on this week. We'll catch up with Coach Woolley right after this on Nuanez Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. everybody. Happy Wednesday. Thanks for riding with me. I'm Coulter Nuanez. You're listening to Nuanez Now on 1029 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide on SWX Montana Television. We love coming to you each and every weekday, 4 to 6 p.m. Broadcasting all the great things that happen in the world of sports around the Treasure State, around the Big Sky Conference, around the Rocky Mountain West, and anywhere else you might want to be as well. We are live from Boise, Idaho. Idaho Central Arena, the third of three first-round games in the Big Sky Conference men's basketball tournament uh, taking place. About 12 minutes and 25 seconds left in this one. The Montana Grizzlies lead the Idaho Vandals 46-38. The winner of this game advances to play third-seeded Weber State tomorrow in the quarterfinals. Other results from earlier today in the men's tournament. Uh, Northern Colorado took down Sacramento State 90-83, so the Bears are on to the quarters. They will play top-seeded Southern Utah tomorrow. Tenth-seeded Northern Arizona, they pulled a bit of an upset over Portland State, beat the Vikings 77-66, so NAU into the quarters as well. That's their first tournament win since 2015. The Lumberjacks will take on Eastern Washington tomorrow in the quarterfinals. On the women's side in the women's tournament, uh, it's been a good one so far. But Montana State, as you heard there in the Sports Center, they're into the semifinals. They will play second-seeded Idaho. Uh, that's the nightcap tonight, 9 p.m. tip for the Bobcat women. Trisha Benford was teasing. 9 p.m. is pretty late. She's used to be going to bed by that point. So we'll have all the coverage for you, though. SkylineSportsMT.com. The other women's semifinal, top-seeded Idaho State versus number four, Northern Colorado. We go out of the big sky, but we stick with all the fun that is postseason basketball in the month of March. Lindsey Woolley, he's a Missoula Big Sky graduate, a Missoula native, and he's been the head coach at Montana Western for the women's basketball program for quite some time. The last time the NAIA National Tournament reached this completion, Montana Western won it. They won the national championship, so they are the reigning national champs. Last year's tournament was called off, and this year's tournament, it commences later on this week. So uh, Lindsey Woolley's team, the Montana Western Bulldogs, they will head into the tournament as a second seed, a number two seed. So we caught up with him earlier this week. This is our Garden City Spotlight. It's presented by Oral Surgical Associates of Missoula. Dr. Gene Morris is the best in the business. If you need your wisdom teeth out, you have any sort of emergency surgery that you need, any sort of oral surgery you might need taken care of, give Dr. Gene Morris at Oral Surgical Associates a call, or you can visit oralsurgicalassociates.com. Once again, by a friend of the show, a great basketball coach, one of my favorite coaches I ever had, a Missoula native and the head coach of the Montana Western women's basketball team. He is Lindsey Woolley joining us. And coach, first we got to start with a congratulations. Your team heading back to the national tournament. Uh, how are you? It must be exciting to know that you are going to go play on the biggest stage in NAIA here later on this week. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's super exciting, especially with the uh, combinations of divisions this year. It was 
a little harder to uh, get an at-large bid. There's only 11 at-large bids in the field of 48, and we were fortunate enough to get one of them. So I know our kids are fired up to, you know, to be in Lewiston and, and, and play one, if not two games, and then potentially see where the chips may fall after that. What's the experience like? Because technically right now you guys are the defending national champions because last year's tournament was called off. And so two years ago when Montana Western claimed the NAI national title, that's the last women's basketball title won at the NAI level. But you've gone through it on both sides where you win the Frontier Conference, so then you're just waiting for your seed. But then also you've gone through it like you did this last time where you're hoping to get a seed as an at-large team, and you guys do you get a two-seed. So what's the difference between when you're kind of waiting to see what your seed is, but you know you're going to get seeded as opposed to getting that at-large bid? You know, it's, 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 it is different. Um, we, you know, the, the previous four years that we got in, we knew we were getting in, even though it was either an automatic or an at-large because you could kind of predict it because it was all based on the national poll. Um, and so you could tell your kids with a great deal of confidence, hey, we're in, you know, you make your plans, they have a schedule. Um, it's just, you know, it's status quo, right? Um, this year was much different as, you know, we're sitting in the locker room after losing in the Frontier Conference Championship game. And, and you're not sure if that's the, only, the last time that you'll get to talk to your senior in a locker room setting. Um, and you hope it's not and, and those types of things. And so that's a little bit different. And then, you know, the schedule's uncertain. You know, we, we took the approach this year of just said, hey, take three days off. We'll sit down and watch the selection show on you know, on Thursday evening and, and, and hope, you know, we thought we were in, but we obviously don't know. It was up to a committee-based approach this year with some analytics and all those other types of things that, that come into play that just create a lot of uncertainty. So uh, we just kind of sat on pins and needles for three days, and it was definitely more anxiety than I felt during that point in time during the year, um, you know, the, the previous four years. Lindsey Woolley joining us. He's the head coach of the Montana Western women's basketball team. They're headed to the national tournament. They're a number two seed. They will play Benedictine University at Mesa in Lewiston, Idaho on Friday. And, Coach, take us through just kind of stretch run of your season. You had a couple games called off in early February, had a split with MSU Northern that then sparked uh, sort of a four-game slide into the conference tournament, but then bounced back in a big way to get to the conference tournament championship game in the Frontier Conference before a narrow loss to Carroll College. So what did it take for your team to kind of get back on track here down the stretch, and what do you think of just the way you're playing right now? Well, I, it was, you know, the way the schedule was set up, playing the same team back-to-back nights um, obviously presents a, a whole litany of challenges in itself. Um, you know, and like you said, we had that little slide where we we lost a close one up at Northern, and then um, I can't even remember the exact order it all happened so fast. And I think we played, you know, we had to turn around and go back to Great Falls like two days later and play on a Wednesday and lost that one and then of course you get Carol at home who who had a great year and you know to be honest with you they were just better than us this year and and so you lose those two games and your kids are frustrated and you've lost four in a row and going into postseason that's certainly not what you want but we knew that was going to be a tough stretch I mean we had what do we play we played we played a number of games we played five games in nine days the last week of the regular season and then you turn around you know four days later and you, you start the playoffs. So I was actually kind of glad we didn't get a bye, to be honest with you, um, to get an opportunity to play at home, which we hadn't done in a month um, in the playoffs. And then, and then obviously, you know, perform well against Rocky and create some momentum going into to Providence was huge. And our kids just played really, really well up in Providence um, to get, to get to Carroll. Um, and so <clears throat> we like where we're at. We like how we're playing. I think our kids are confident. Um, they're frustrated. Obviously, you lose Carroll five times in one year. It's 
creates a certain level of angst <laughs> within your players and your coaching staff. But, you know, they're a good team, and we're certainly excited that we get to go out and perform on, on a national stage and get to play somebody that we haven't played four or five times. That is an interesting fold, having to play a top-ten team that many times, and then you accentuate it by the fact that they are one of your conference rivals. But, Carol, they do win the conference championship this year. They are a very good team, senior-laden team with multiple All-American caliber players. So, I mean, what is this your your overall scout? Because Carroll's a number one seed coming into this tournament as well. So it seems like the frontier was tough again this year and well-represented with Carroll kind of leading the way. Yeah, there's no question. I mean, I think Carroll's – Carroll, I don't know where they're ranked in the polls, fifth or sixth. They're, they're one of the three or four teams I think that can win the whole thing. Um, I don't have any doubt in my mind. They have all the pieces in terms of interior play, athleticism and shooting at the guard spots. They can score in multiple ways, and they really guard you. I mean, they're, they're hard to score on. So it's – you know, they're definitely a team that can win it and, uh, and showed it throughout the year. And, and us in Providence, uh, you know, I thought we both deserved to get into the field and – based on a little bit on a past history, but also on in terms of our strength of schedule and who we played and, and those types of things. It was it was hard with the non conference being essentially non existent for both of us, um, us in Providence. But I think, you know, I think there's enough respect from the from the national raiders and, and committees to understand how, how good our league is top to bottom. We don't have you know, a lot of NAI leagues have maybe three or four teams at the bottom of the league that just really aren't very good, and we just don't have that. Um, year in and year out, these last five or six years, our last place team is, is fully capable of beating anybody in the league and, and you know, anybody in the anybody in the country on any given night. And that's just not the case in a lot of NAI um, leagues. Lindsey Woolley joining us. He is a Missoula native and the head coach of the Montana Western women's basketball team. Coach, let's talk a little bit about your squad. Brinley Fitzgerald is a, a gal that was at Montana State for a brief moment. Now she's on your squad, and she had a great year uh, earning first-team fr- all-frontier all honors and uh, kind of leading the way for uh, what was a, a balanced attack for you, at least offensively. So start with her, but then just tell us a little bit about the rest of your roster. What do you like just about the complexion of your team, and, and uh, what do you just like about this group in general? Well, you know, Brinley obviously had a great year. She's she's a kid that works extremely hard. Um, she was a kid that we recruited pretty hard out of high school. And when the opportunity to go to Bozeman came, we knew that was probably <laughs> that was probably the end of the story for us. Um, but we were fortunate enough to get her back in a year. And, and she was really lucky because with her dad being a principal here in town, she was able to get into gyms all summer long, which the majority of our roster just didn't have that option. Um, and so... She definitely had, you could see a market improvement in her game and her confidence um, and just her comfortability with our team and our program and how we want to play. This group is, um, I think they've overachieved, to be honest with you. They, they've adapted, they've kind of just adopted to just what our culture has become. And it's really just a gritty, hardworking group of small town Montana kids mixed in with a few out of state kids. They just, they just have a blue collar approach to life and practice and games and all those types of things. And, you know, you saw we get down 28 in the first half against Carroll in the front of the conference championship. And with a minute and a half to go, we missed a layup that would have cut it to four and maybe put a scare into them. So that they've done that all year where they've battled back from, from being down double digits and, and, and been able to keep their foot on the gas when they've been up double digits. And it's just a group that I'm awfully proud of. They, you know, considering we have one senior, and we basically start 
you know, uh, in terms of eligibility wise, three sophomores and a junior, um, along with that senior and, and bring a couple freshmen and sophomores in off the bench. I've been awfully proud of what they've been able to accomplish. And they're certainly a fun group to be around every day, which, which for me makes my life a heck of a lot easier. Preparing now for this game on Friday, what do you know about your opponent and uh, what, what's just the general scout so far, at least as, as far as what you've learned in the brief time knowing that this was your draw? Yeah, you know, we have had, you know, we it's a team that we played last year, so we're somewhat familiar with, you know, with the coaching staff and some of their personnel they've added. They've added a couple pieces that they didn't have last year. They have a Division One transfer from Cleveland State who is who is a, a really good athlete and really good around the rim. I think she on like 26 or 28 on Grand Canyon in an exhibition game early in the year. Um, so she's she's kind of their focal point in terms of what they run offense through. They want to make sure they get her a touch. And um, defensively, they're a team that presses a little bit. Um, and, and they have some good athleticism at the guard spot, so they're, they, they can create some problems on the ball for you. Um, it's it's going to be a good test. You know, they haven't played a lot of really good teams, I don't think, and they've only played 12 or 13 games on the year. Um, they played a few early, took a break, and then, you know, played a few in February, so they haven't played a ton of games together per se, um, whereas we've kind of, um, we've played, shoot, I think we've played like eight games in the last 19 days of the season or something like that, something crazy like that. So we obviously have been been playing a lot more as of late, and I, I hope that's an advantage for us. And, you know, we're lucky we get to go to LC, a place where we played two or three games a year for the last decade. Um, and so it's a gym that our kids have all played in and, and had some success in. Last thing for you then, is there a way to channel the success the last time you played in the national tournament? I know it's been a couple years. I know that that's a largely a new look roster for your team. But you got to carry at least some confidence in knowing that you guys have been here before and you've won this entire tournament the last time it was played. Yeah, I think you have, you know, you rely on, you know, we only have two kids on that team that played on that team um, that are on this team in Mesa King and Paige Holmes. And, and Paige is, you know, she's just an exceptional leader. And, and I know that she'll, she'll have our kids prepared for the mindset that, that it takes to be successful. And really it's, you know, what we do all year is what leads to this. And that's how we approach it every day in terms of, are we getting better today? This game, this next game is the most important game. Um, and the next 30 seconds is the most important 30 seconds of your life. And just kind of taking a possession by possession. And, you know, that, I think that's how you get, you know, how you can continue to win games at the national tournament. Um, when you start looking ahead and you start looking past your opponent and you start looking, you know, <clears throat> to the future is when you start getting yourself into trouble. And that's how we've approached everything. And I know that's how Paige will continue to lead our team as we get ready. He's Lindsey Woolley, Missoula Big Sky grad, head coach of the Montana Western women's basketball team. They play in the first round of the NAIA National Tournament on Friday in Lewiston, Idaho. And coach, from everybody in Missoula, everybody around Montana, best of luck this week as you prepare for another run. And uh, we love having you on, on the show, so welcome back anytime. But uh, take care of business this week for us, and thanks so much. Appreciate it, my man. Keep doing great work. Um, try to listen as much as we can. So keep doing you and enjoy your time in Boise. So there you go, Lindsey Woolley, Missoula Big Sky native, Missoula native, Missoula Big Sky alum, joining us on our Garden City Spotlight. Garden City Spotlight is presented proudly by Dr. Gene Morris of Oral Surgical Associates. If you need any oral surgery work done, need your wisdom teeth out, or maybe you have an accident, 
I once upon a time got hit in the face with a baseball. I needed an implant. It was quite a process, but Dr. Gene Morris took care of me. He's the best in the business. If you have any oral surgery needs, please give Dr. Gene Morris a call, or you can visit oralsurgicalassociates.com. Little state tournament and a little women's basketball. Trisha Benford, Lexi Deaton, the Missoula Sentinel Product, and Tori Martell joining us on the other side. You're listening to Nuanez now on 1029 ESPN Missoula. Statewide SWX Montana Television. The world may have slowed down, but it didn't stop. If you're back on the road and traveling to Missoula, we invite you to give Missoula's Wingate a try. We love our regular corporate guests and offer fantastic service, great year-round rates, and clean and comfortable rooms that will keep you coming back. While you're here, you can rack up the Wyndham Rewards points for free nights or airline miles. And starting in July, you can release some steam in our newly expanded fitness room. The team at Missoula's Wingate would love to make you feel at home Listening to Nuanez now. If you hear the squeaking of the sneakers, it's because there's men's basketball action going on right here at Idaho Central Arena. I am Coulter Nuanez broadcasting to you live from the Big Sky Conference men's basketball tournament in Boise. About five minutes to go, 448 to be specific. And Montana finds themselves in a grind. The Grizzlies built their lead up to 15 points, the biggest it's gotten, and that was only about a minute and a half ago. Now the Idaho Vandals on a little bit of a run. A three-point play gets Idaho then down 61-54. So the Grizz up seven with four minutes and 45 seconds as the clock continues to tick. And we'll keep you up to date on all the action here. Thanks so much for tuning in to Nuanas Now, your one-stop shop for all things sports across the Treasure State each and every weekday from 4 to 6 p.m. right here on 1029 ESPN Missoula or Maybe you're watching on TV, statewide SWX Montana Television. Have no fear. The studio is empty for a reason. I'm about 400 miles away in Idaho's state capital city, but it's good to be here. Thanks again to the boys in the back, Tommy Evans, Reese Wilson, for getting me all set up with my remote stuff for the week. We always love doing these remote broadcasts, and, man, it's good to be back in Boise. Thanks also to all of our great sponsors who helped us make the trip to Boise, including Crawford's Automotive. Crawford's Automotive on West Broadway in Missoula does any work you need on any vehicle you have. The women's basketball tournament here in Boise got started on Monday. The storyline coming out of Monday was the epic upset suffered by the Montana Lady Grizz. They lost to the last seed, Sacramento State, the first time the 11th seed has ever won a game in the women's tournament. And uh, we rehashed that yesterday with both Sean Rainey and Riley Corcoran here on Nuanez. Now, if you missed that, you can find it in the podcast. Podcast is available on all your different podcasting platforms. You can also just search Nuanez Now on your podcasting platforms. Please rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. Podcast presented by Blackfoot Communications as well as the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. But again, thanks to all of our great sponsors for getting us here. The Yesterday's main star line was Montana State winning it in the nightcap. They uh, outlasted Sacramento State. They avoided the upset, and they're into the semifinals. So tonight, the semis will include top-seeded Idaho State versus number four Northern Colorado, and then a 9 p.m. tip. Unbelievable. But a 9 p.m. tip for the Bobcat women against the Idaho Vandals. 
Here's just a little bit of the post-game sound from last night. This is Trisha Bidford, Montana State women's basketball coach, the co-Big Sky Conference Coach of the Year. That's her third Big Sky Conference Coach of the Year in the last five years. So congratulations to Coach Bidford. And you also hear in this soundbite from Tori Martell, Montana State's only senior, as well as Lexi Deedon. She is a Missoula Sentinel product and a true freshman for the Lady Bobcats. Here is the postgame sound from last night after Montana State takes down Sacramento State to move Just into really today's tournament group, semifinal. You, know, uh, you get to tournament time and you've got to find ways to finish games. And uh, Sac State's had a, a, a great game today. Um, uh, they've made it very difficult on us this last week and a half and been extremely tough and uh, kids just really stepped up and I thought our defense uh, found a way to get the job done today. You fell down 9-3 to a team coming off a huge upset, but then you were able to lock in, going on a 14-3 run that included 10 points from true freshmen. What did you think of the response from your team? Uh, I thought it was exactly what we needed at the right moment. Um, but that's kind of been how this team has has rolled all season long. You know, it's uh, it's been different kids. It's been uh, a lot of different situations. And I thought our bench really came in and gave us a lift in that um, kind of transition and really settled us in and just ran some offense and moved the ball and got some steals and out in transition. I thought Lexi was fantastic off the bench for us today, just kind of causing havoc and just was everywhere defensively. Uh, and then you find find a couple open looks and a couple shots start to fall. And, and uh, I thought we got the, the game jitters out. Knowing that March Madness is all about survive and advance, how do you prepare your team mentally to go up against a team who had such an upset as they did the night before? Yeah, you know, it's it's more just focusing on yourselves at this point of the year. You know, we're, we're trying to obviously prepare for our opponents, but we just saw Sac State uh, twice last week, so very familiar with each other, and it was really more of just trying to execute uh, and run run what we run um, and trying to keep it simple and not force. There was some, so, some early energy where we created some scramble opportunities that um, maybe we're trying to make some home run plays, and then I felt like we really settled in and got some discipline going. Lexi, what were you thinking after falling behind early? Um, what was the key to you and your teammates' response? Um, just my defense effort and keeping it all together and making my team like be in a spark off the bench, and I think that really helped my team get it together and be there, and making my shots definitely helped. Coach, what do you think about the response and the debut of all your freshmen in their first conference tournament? I thought they uh, responded to the moment extremely well. Um, and, and our team's all about effort and defense. Everything starts with that. Um, the offense comes when you get great stops and get great defense as a group, and, and you share the ball in the offensive end, and, and you, you do it the right way. And uh, we're a team that's trying to find the right shot on the offensive end, and it doesn't matter who gets the credit as long as we get a great shot. And I thought the freshmen came in, and uh, this time of year, I, I get to say they're almost sophomores now. So, <laughs> so uh, just really proud of the result of just trying to lock in and, uh, especially because you don't know how they're going to respond. I thought they did a great job of, of just getting settled. Tori, what was the mental aspect coming out of halftime, just knowing that you have two more quarters to play, and how did you and your teammates, how were you able to keep yourselves locked in? Um, I think going into half, we were all a little bit tired. We had sat in the hotel for a few days. He's <laughs> kind of not doing too much, so I think it was just kind of getting back into it and getting our legs back under us, and Coach Ben just said, do what you do and it was going to come back to us, and I think it did. And I think overall it was just effort for us and on the defensive end getting stops. Tori, you were supposed to play in Idaho in last year's championship game, and this year's games were canceled. How excited are you to play the Vandals? Or I'm was excited, excited to write even work? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm excited. I think it's going to be a fun matchup. It always is. It always has been. So 
I don't know. I think getting this game under our belt was really helpful, and now it's time to really lock in and get a good Sullivan here <laughs> tomorrow. Coach, you've been in the big sky for quite some time. Can you just talk about how competitive that the teams have been and with the unconventional schedule and knowing that you have to give it all your all every game in this tournament? Well, first of all, I'm, we're proud of this conference. You know, uh, this conference is extremely competitive. Our RPI has always um, been, been really strong, and, uh, you know, uh, these teams are just raising the standard every night. You can't take a night off, and I think uh, when you have to show up and, and be your best effort every day, it's challenging all of us to get better, and so we're going to have to be at an elite level, uh, obviously defensively tomorrow, but uh, on the offensive end, we're going to have to be really sharp as well. Really sharp as well. So you go, Trisha Benford, Tori Martell, Lexi Deaton, the Montana State women's team into the semifinals of the Big Sky Conference Tournament. That will tip at 9 p.m. tonight. So we'll give you the update on the Sports Center bright and early tomorrow morning. I am Coulter Nuanez. You are listening to Nuanez now on 1029 ESPN Missoula, as well as maybe watching on statewide television on SWX Montana. 2.25 and ticking remaining here between the Montana men's basketball team and Idaho in the last first-round game of the Big Sky Conference men's tournament. And the Grizz clinging to a 65-58 lead. Grizz have not made a field goal in more than five minutes. So another long-scoring drought for the Grizz. It's kind of been the story of their season in the second half. Five minutes and 57 seconds without a field goal as of right now. And uh, good offensive rebound recently by Josh Bannon, a true freshman. He gets a timeout. So 65-58, two minutes and 15 seconds remaining. We'll keep you in the loop at everything that's going on here at Idaho Central Arena. Hour one in the books. Hour two coming at you hot. Sam McCollum former NFL wide receiver and NFL trustee, a native of Kalispell, Montana, and a Montana State Bobcat great Montana Football Hall of Famer, if I don't say so myself. He will join us on the ESPN Roundtable. We also have state tournament results from around the state of Montana at the Class AA and Class B levels. And we will also share with you an excerpt from Grizz Greats. Grizz Greats, the silver anniversary of the 1995 National Champions, is a podcast series commemorating Montana's run to the 1995 National Championship. And with this episode, Randy Riley will share an excerpt from that one with you as well. Keep it right here on Nuanez Now, 102.9 ESPN, Missoula. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia when you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore. You can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.